this well with my soul. Come on and give the Lord another praise, if you will, for his goodness. Listen, there's a word from the Lord. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 and we'll um, be 
begin reading at verse 25. Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 25. And once you find it, those who are able, we ask that you would stand as we reverence the reading of the word of God. That's Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 25. The word of the Lord reads, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's band were loosed. We'll stop there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today I've been led of the Lord to go in this direction. I want to deal with this subject today. I want to talk about praising God from a dark place. Praising God from a dark place. I want to begin by saying to you that all of us in this life are going to go through some dark places. There may be somebody in the, in the room today that's in a dark place right now. Others may be in a dark place tomorrow. Others may be in a dark place next week, next month, next year. But all of us will experience dark places in this life. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be broke to be in a dark place. You better know it, my Lord. You don't have to be sick to be in a dark place. You don't have to be in the unemployment line. Have I got a witness? Just bring the volume down just a little bit. You don't have to be in the unemployment line to be in a dark place. Believe it or not, some folks are in a dark place because they don't have a job and others are in a dark place because of the job they got. Y'all ain't talking back to me. Y'all help me preach if you can. All I'm trying to tell you is that, amen, all of us will find ourselves in a dark place in our lives at some point in time in this life. How do I know? Because the songwriter said, you brought me way too low. Bring me up now. All of us are going to be in a dark place in this life at some point in time. But, but, but you know what I've discovered? It's not about whether or not you're going to go through a dark place. But I've learned this. It's not about what you go through, but how you go through it. It's about how you go through it. Look at somebody and tell them it's not about what you go through. But it's how you go through it.
All of us are going to have it. The preachers find themselves in dark places. The deacons find themselves in dark places. The tither finds himself, herself in a dark place. Uh, the non-believer, the believer, the rich, the poor, the male, the black, the white, the female, everybody, amen, will find themselves in a dark place in this life. How do I know? Because Job said it like this, man that's born of a woman, and I've never known a man to have a baby. So when he said man that's born of a woman is only a few days and full of trouble, he's saying in so many words that everybody will go through some dark times. Everybody. Does not matter who you are. As a matter of fact, this text will reveal to us that these two men, watch this, were men of God. See, some people, see, some people are, are, are of the persuasion that uh, when you are serving the Lord, come on somebody, you ain't going to have no trouble. The devil is alive. Some folk believe that as long as you're living righteously, as long as you're serving the Lord, as long as you're in the will of God, you're not going to experience any trouble in this life. But that is far from the truth. As a matter of fact, somebody said, how do you know it's far from the truth? Because the scripture says, many are the afflictions. Watch this, not of the wicked. But it said of the righteous, meaning that even God's people will encounter afflictions in this life. So I want to use that point to encourage somebody. Listen, just because you find yourself in a dark place or in a place of testing and trial, it does not necessarily mean you have done anything wrong. As a matter of fact, if you do stuff right. See, I come with an announcement from heaven to tell somebody, watch this. Some people think the only time you get in trouble is when you do wrong. Y'all help me preach. Y'all mighty quiet in here this morning. But how many know you can get in trouble doing what is right? Doing that which is good, doing that which the Lord desires and wants you to do, you can find yourself in a dark place, in trouble. I didn't know whether or not I have any witnesses, so I brought some of my own. Come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If they could come and take the mic today, they'll tell you that they found themselves put in the burning fiery furnace. Not because they had done anything wrong, but because they did that which was right in the eyes of God. Are y'all helping me today? And my brothers and sisters, amen, amen, amen. Joseph, if he could take the mic, he'd tell you, amen, that simply because the favor of God was upon his life, he found himself going through a series of negative events simply because God's favor was on his life. Daniel, if he could come and take the mic, he'll tell you that sometime you'll find yourself in trouble doing that which is right and pleasing in the eyes of God. He'll tell you, amen, that the king had signed a decree that nobody could petition or pray to any other God or man for 30 days. And if they were found petitioning any other God, or man, within 30 days, they would be put in the den of hungry lions. And he found himself in there because he did that which was pleasing to God. Now watch this. In this text, in this text, it, it deals with Paul and Silas, two preachers.
preachers. And who think the, who said the preacher don't go through nothing? As a matter of fact, some of the very ones that think the preacher don't go through nothing, or say the preacher don't go through nothing, it's the main one causing the preacher problem. Y'all mighty quiet today. But two preachers find themselves imprisoned because a woman by the name of Lydia, a girl by the name of Lydia, was she had a spirit of divination and she kept falling in behind them and, and, and they turned and rebuked that spirit in the name of the Lord and told it to come out of her. And when that evil spirit came out of Lydia, now she was a fortune teller, she couldn't no longer tell her fortunes. And her masters got mad with Paul and Silas simply because, watch this, it wasn't because they were preaching in the name of Jesus. That was, not the, that was really not the case. It was really more so about the money. You know, the Bible did say the love of money. Y'all help me preach if you can. Is the root of all evil, the love, the love, the love of money. So they got mad with Paul and Silas because they called this spirit of divination out of Lydia and she could no longer tell her fortunes, meaning that she could no longer make them money. Are y'all praying with me? And, 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 and after she could no longer do that, they labeled Paul and Silas as troublemakers in the city of Philippi. Now some folk, believe it or not, they don't have a problem with you un until you start messing with their stuff. Even, 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 even when it comes down to preaching or teaching, whatever the case is, some folk, they don't have no problem uh, with certain things as long as it ain't their stuff. As long as you preaching about what somebody else, come on somebody. Tell them, tell them, tell them. But then as soon as the Holy Ghost give you something, come on somebody, that get in their Kool-Aid and, 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 and begin to mess with their little pet thing, come on somebody, then they have a problem with it. Kind of like, kind of like, kind of like the two little ladies that the preacher was preaching. I told you before that as long as he was preaching uh, about other folk stuff, come on, they were, they were with him. They, the, the preacher said, we need to stop, folks need to stop lying. They're sitting there, yeah, need to stop gambling, uh, yeah, yeah, need to start paying your tithe, yeah, tell them preacher, tell them preacher, and then he turned around and said, we need to stop gossiping, the one little lady turned to the other one and said, child, he done quit preaching and gone to meddling, they didn't have a problem, come on somebody, with other folks stuff, but when he started preaching and talking about their sin, they had a problem with it. And that's the way folks are now, my brothers and sisters. That was the way the people were then. As long as Paul and Silas was preaching in the city, they didn't bother them because watch this. They said, well, they ain't bothering me. They can run their little tent revival over there. They ain't bothering me. But when they cast that demon out that girl, come on, somebody. Paul and Silas got in their pocket, got in their wallet. Come on, somebody. And they, and, and, and they said, he cutting in on our profitability around here. So they got mad and then they put forth a complaint and had them beaten. And had them put in jail. Two preachers now. And I, every time I preach this particular text, I can't help but question it. And I said, God... Why is it that, 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 that it had to be two preachers? Why couldn't it be two deacons? <laughs> Why couldn't it be two choir members? Why couldn't it have been two ushers? Why couldn't it have been two deaconess? 
that's just the way I study the word. You question the text. Question it to delve down into it. And I said, God, why is it that it had to be two preachers? Why is it that it had to be Paul and Silas? Why you didn't let somebody else from the church? Out of all folks, the preachers? Lord, why couldn't it have been two trustees? God revealed something to me. He, 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 he said that, watch this, and here's a note for somebody. He said that whatever I allow to happen in the lives of my people, there is purpose. in whatever I allow. You know, because sometimes, have anybody ever been through something and you begin to question, say, God, why me? Why me? Why me? Come on, somebody. Anybody ever ask God that question? Lord, why you allow me to have to, Lord, out of all people, Lord, why me? What God is saying to us today, there is purpose in whatever he allows to happen to you. Whatever he allows to happen in your life, God has a purpose in it. And I said, God, what was the purpose in Paul and Silas getting locked up? Why couldn't it have been somebody else? And God, one thing he revealed to me, he said, because, watch this. He said, there was a jailer inside the jail. And he wasn't going to nobody's church. And God said, since he wouldn't go to church, I decided to send the church. Talk back to me if you can. He said, I decided to send the church to him. And although it looked like a bad situation for Paul and Silas, God said, I was in it. Look at your neighbor and tell him God is in some of that stuff that seemed to be negative. Come on, somebody. God is in some of this stuff. Come on, somebody. You got to understand that everything negative that God allows to transpire in your life, everything negative ain't the devil. Look at somebody and tell him, help me preach to him and tell him everything negative ain't the devil. Everything negative, everything we view as negative happening in our life, everything is not the devil. Some of that stuff is God. Uh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God, God, God allowed them to get locked up. So that a jailer could be set free. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm, 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 Lord. He allowed them to get locked up so that the jailer. Could be free. So he allowed them to get locked up. So he explained to me. He said, he said, I had to let it be the preacher's. I said, well, why did you have to let it be the preachers out of all folks in the church, among the church? Wasn't that some other church folk you could have used? And God said, well, one thing about a real preacher. A real preacher will preach anywhere. He ain't got to even have on a suit to preach. Come on, somebody. He ain't got to have on a robe to preach. He ain't got to be behind. He ain't got to have a microphone in his hand to preach. Y'all help me preach it here. He don't have to be standing behind a pulpit to preach. But a real preacher, amen, I'll start preaching to you in Walmart. Y'all ain't talking back to him. Come on, somebody. A real preacher will start telling you about Jesus, amen, in the, at, at the gas station. Y'all ought to help me preach in here. A real preacher, my brothers and my sisters, will tell you about the Lord. Anywhere. Anytime. And watch this in spite of what he may be going through himself. See, some folk don't realize sometimes the preacher got to encourage other folks when he down himself. Come on, somebody. When he need God to move in on his behalf, he yet got to encourage other folks. Yeah. 
Paul and Silas, they were real preachers. And God knew that they would be witnesses for him wherever they found themselves. He knew they would be a witness. So he allowed them to get locked up. Question this, and I'm almost finished. Just consider some of the stuff that you viewed as negative that happened in your life. But God was going to use it. Come on, somebody. As a testimony to somebody else. What am I saying? Everything you went through wasn't for you. It wasn't just about you. Come on, somebody. It, it wasn't just about you. Come on. It, it, it wasn't just about you. Don't, don't be selfish like that. Come on. It's, it's not just about you. What I'm trying to tell you is that some stuff that God allows you to go through and has allowed you to go through was for somebody else. Was for somebody else. Come on, somebody. He, he allowed Paul and Silas to go through this, to be beaten and to be locked up in jail for somebody else. Here they are in jail. I'm going to tell you now. Paul and Silas had at least a couple of options. Now they really could have in this situation allowed their personal feelings to overcome them. What do I mean by that? Because see now watch this. If you are serving God Living for God, ministering for God, and you know in your mind that nothing can happen in your life except God allows it. You can't help but wrestle with those human emotions sometimes. Am I the only one who ever had to wrestle? Well, sometimes the devil will try to get you to be mad with God. Get you to be upset. Come on, somebody. Tell me, God, how could you allow this to happen to me? Lord, how could you? You know, believe it or not, there are some people, you may not believe it, but it's the truth. There are some people that are mad with God based on some stuff that they went through. Come on, somebody. Based on some stuff that happened in their lives. But, but, but watch this. Paul and Silas did not allow their human emotions to overpower them because they could have went into a complaining fit. You know how some folk do it now. I can't believe God allowed this to happen. I ain't finna pay another dime in church. I can't believe God allowed mama to die when, when, they, when they said that prayer changes things. I heard that for years in the church. But, but, but I prayed that mama would live and that God would heal her and, and, and now she's passed away. Ain't never going back to church again. Believe it or not, there are some folks who are hurting like that. Because they lack understanding that watch this. God taught me some years ago. That's a good saying. You know, we have some good sayings in church, you know. Oh, prayer changes. That's true. But God gave me a, another revelation, an, ex, an extension to that revelation, which is, he says, Michael, tell them that prayer changes things that I want to be changed. Because if I don't want it changed, it's not going to change. Come on, somebody. And then he said, also let them know sometimes when, we, when, when they pray, we ask God amiss. Sometimes we miss it. What does that mean? Sometimes we're praying one thing, 
out of our selfish will, but God's will is something else. So sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we're not in, in, in total alignment with what God's will is. That's why, that's why, you know, a lot of folks say, you know, pray that, pray the model prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me tell you something, you better know what you're saying whenever you're praying that and, and understand. Because see, watch this. I've learned not only to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I, and then when I tell him, Lord, thy will be done. And then I said, Lord, help me to accept whatever your will is. Because what I may have in mind may not be what you have in mind for me. See, a lot of folks have to understand that, 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 that when you pray the will of God, you know, sometimes folks be saying, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord. He might put you on the backside of the desert. Are you willing to go to the backside of the desert? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You got to understand when you say, use me, Lord, you never know what his intentions are totally for you. So that's why we have to pray. And when we say, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, then we have to ask him, God, give me the ability, fix my heart to accept whatever your will is. I got to let you go. But Paul and Silas did not allow their human emotions. They did not allow their personal feelings let me put it like this. <clears throat> they didn't get in their feelings. <laughs> Have you ever tried to talk to somebody? <laughs> Have you ever tried to talk to somebody that was an offense? I'm, I'm talking about something negative happened or, or transpired and they, come on somebody and, 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 and you said, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm in my feelings right now. So when folk get in their feelings, come on somebody, they're not always the same. When they, when they, when they get in their feelings, my, my brothers and my sisters, some folks will cuss you out when they get in their feelings. I'm talking about the sweetest person. They shouldn't be doing that, but come on somebody. Sometimes when they let those human emotions take over, they get out of godly character and get over into fleshly or worldly character. See, Paul and Silas did not allow their flesh to dictate to them on how they would respond to this trial. But watch this. I like to say it like this. They kept it spiritual. They kept it spiritual. They didn't get in their feelings, but watch this. How do I know they kept it spiritual? Because watch this. The Bible said in verse 25, and at midnight... Midnight meaning it was dark. And I want you to understand that it was midnight by time and it was midnight by trial. Y'all follow me now? Because watch this, believe it or not, all I'm trying to tell you is that you, uh, amen, it don't have to be uh, 12 o'clock in the morning for it to be midnight in your life. Uh, it could be one o'clock, come on, in the afternoon, but yet on the other side in your life, you're going through a midnight crisis. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. It could be 10 o'clock in the morning according to the time, but in your life, you're going through a midnight, a dark place. dark place. Let me tell you something. All of us will find ourselves in that dark place but it's all about how you respond. Come on somebody and we need to respond like Paul and Silas did. For the Bible said and at midnight Paul and Silas watch this. They began to pray and they began to praise God. Have I got a witness here? It's, I'm, 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 I'm trying to tell you that there's a lesson for us 
in the text today when you go through a dark place in your life that ain't the time for you to be singing no song nobody knows the trouble I say no not the devil is alive you ought to be singing this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away look at somebody and tell them I refuse to walk around in defeat Come on, somebody. The word of God said in Psalm 24, lift up your head. Oh, ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. How many know if you look up, God will show up? I said, if you look up, God will show up. They begin to sing. They begin to pray. And they begin to sing praises. My brothers and sisters, I want you to take note of what the scripture said. In verse 25, it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas, nobody else is mentioned. Which shows me or leads me to believe you don't have to have everybody. Come on, sir. You don't have to have everybody joining in because the, the Lord said, watch this, where two or three assemble themselves together in my name and touch and agree on any one thing, the Lord said, there I am also in the midst of them. Watch what happens. They began to pray. And they began to praise. Y'all see that? They prayed and they praised. They prayed and they praised. They prayed and they praised. Why did I say that so many times? Because I'm trying to get a point across. They prayed and they praised. What am I trying to tell you? Because most folks do it like this. They pray. They wait on God to answer the prayer. Then after they see the answer to their prayer, then they begin to praise. But what this scripture suggests is that you ought to pray and go ahead and praise God before you see anything. Oh, I wish I had some help. Turn me up, turn me up, turn me up. Oh, I come to tell you, you ought to not wait until you see the miracle happen. You ought to go ahead and begin to break out in a praise in advance. Anybody willing to praise God in advance? Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm willing to praise you while I wait on you. Lord, I'm willing to bless you while I'm waiting for you to heal me while you're waiting on while I'm waiting on you to deliver me while I'm waiting on you look at somebody and ask them turn this microphone up a little bit down there and look at somebody and ask them say are you willing to give God a praise in advance that's good right there ask them are you willing to praise God in advance come on somebody and I like to say it like this are you willing to praise God on credit Somebody ought to give him an own credit praise. Somebody ought to give him an own credit praise. See, when you, whenever you do something on credit, watch this. Believe it or not, all of us know about that because when you go to work on Monday, you working for the boss man on credit. Come on, somebody. Because you believe that when Friday comes, or whenever you get paid, you believe that he gonna have your paycheck. Yeah. Have I got a witness? And you ought to be able to praise God on credit because you ought to believe that he's going to do everything you need him to do. Are there any believers in the house? Yeah. Is there any believers in the house? You ought to lift up your voice and say, Lord, I praise you. Because I believe that you're going to come through for me. I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. 
but I'm a willing to shout. I'm willing to give you glory and praise right now. Paul and Silas said, we're not going to allow this situation. And some folks would say, we're not going to allow this situation. Come on, somebody. To put a damper on our praise. Have I got a witness? And how many know we got to be like Paul and Silas? Don't allow situations to put a damper on your praise. Come on, somebody. You ought to be able to give God praise in spite of what you've gone through. Have I got a witness? You ought to be able to give God glory. Watch this, watch this. Not only had Paul and Silas been locked up, but I want you to understand that they were in pain. I said they were in pain. How do I know they were in pain? Because they had been beaten. Come on, somebody. And, and after being beaten, they were in pain. Somebody said, where are you going with this, brother pastor? All I'm trying to tell you is that somebody may be in pain right now. But you got to press beyond the pain and press into a praise. Have I got a witness? Is anybody know that if you press into praise, the Lord will show up and he will show out. He will deliver and he's always on time. Have I got a witness? Somebody say yeah. If you don't mind, take your neighbor's hand and tell them, neighbor, don't allow your problem to arrest your praise. But you ought to go ahead and praise God in spite of your situation. Have I got a witness? You ought to be like Job when Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust in him. He said, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait until my change come. Have I got a witness? Somebody say it. Say it. Say it. I want you to know that Paul and Silas, they prayed and they praised the Lord until their praise reached into the heavens have I got a witness somebody say they praise the Lord until heaven got happy have I got a witness I begin to question the Lord and I said Lord how did you cause the earthquake and the Lord said that heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool have I got a witness and I can imagine when Paul and Silas praised the Lord I can imagine that God got happy and started patting his foot have I got a witness and when he patted his foot it shook the foundation of the Philippi jail have I got a witness somebody in here you ought to praise God until he shakes some stuff in your life have I got a witness is it anybody here known that praise there's power in your praise have I got a witness they praise God until he shook the foundation of the jail. The doors came open. Everybody's shackles were loose. Have I got a witness? Somebody say it. Take somebody's hand and tell them, neighbor, you ought to praise God until he shakes the foundation of your problem. You ought to praise till he shake the foundation of your dilemma you ought to praise him till he shake the foundation of your dilemma your problem your situation have I got a witness you ought to praise him praise him praise him till he loose the shackles the very thing that's holding you down 
have I got a witness? You ought to praise him. Somebody say, till he opens up doors. Have I got a witness? Somebody may be waiting on the Lord to open the door before you praise him. But the Lord said, if you praise me, I'll open up doors. Have I got a witness? Is it anybody here? That's willing to pray them. Somebody shout yet, shout yet, shout yet. Praise him, praise him in spite of your problem. Praise him in spite of your pain. Praise him in spite of your hurt. God will, God will, God will. He'll make a way, he'll make a way. I said, he'll make a way. Have I got a witness? Am I preaching to anybody that ever tried the law? Is it anybody ever been and had a problem and you could not see your way out, but you begin to call on the Lord and he made a way. If you haven't, if you know he did, if you know he made a way, look at somebody and tell them I am a living testimony of the goodness of the Lord. I am a living testimony. Have I got a witness? Somebody say, yeah. I don't know about you, but every now and then, I like to tell folks that I am one of God's welfare children. Have I got a witness? Every now and then, I like to tell people that I am one of God's welfare children. How do I know he treats me well and he treats me fair? Have I got a witness? And I can say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where? Oh, where? Where would I be if it hadn't been for the Lord? Where would I be if it had not been for the Lord on my side? I thank God, I thank God for making a way for me so many times. So many times. Paul and Silas, they begin to pray. They praise God. In spite of their problem. In spite of being in prison. In spite of their pain. They said, we're going to, we're going to still praise him. And we're still going to bless him because... He's God. There's a lesson for us that if we just praise God in spite of the problem, in spite of the pain, because God has purpose. In everything that he allows. And when you know God has purpose in what he allows, it helps you. helps you spiritually, it helps you mentally just to know that well if God allowed this that means he has a purpose in it in everything if they allowed the 
God allowed them to release you from a job, there was a purpose in it. And a lot of times as, as we're going through a situation, we can't see. We don't, we, we lack understanding. We can't see how, how is this going to work? How is anything good going to come out of this? But let me tell you something. Whatever he allows, whatever he allows, there is purpose. And then if there is purpose, his word says that all things, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So as we leave this place today, just know that if you're a child of God, what he allows any particular thing to happen, there's always a purpose. in what he allows. Even when you don't understand it. There's purpose. And therefore, because there's purpose, you should continue to call on God in prayer. Continue to praise him. in the midst of the storm. You may be going through something right now, but remember that God is still worthy to be praised. Even when you find yourself He's with you. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. So be encouraged. Just know that even in your dark place, the Lord, he hears you. And he'll come to your rescue. The last thing that I want to say before opening the doors of the church Paul and Silas were beaten they were put in prison but watch this God did not allow what they went through to kill them and I said that for a reason because even though you went through a certain ordeal you may not be able to praise God for it but you ought to be able to praise him that you brought, that he brought you out and he did not allow it to kill you. If anybody can give God a praise, Lord, even though you let me go through it, I thank you that you didn't let it kill me. I survived. I survived. Would you stand? I survived. Thank God. He didn't let it kill me. He didn't let it kill me. There may be somebody here today who does not know the Lord. You want to be saved. If you're seeking salvation, you want to come to know Jesus to receive him as your savior and make him the Lord of your life this is your chance to come the Lord said whosoever will let him come if that's you you ought to come today I wouldn't put off for some other time what I could do now today is the day of salvation the Lord is waiting on you with an outstretched hand saying come unto me 
Will you come today if you're seeking salvation, seeking to be saved? Maybe you're already saved and you're just seeking a church home and you want to make Greater Union your church home. If you want to become a part of this church family, to make Greater Union Baptist Church your church home, you can come. We ask that you come down front so we can identify you and know who you are. If you're seeking salvation or a church home, will you come? You can come by letter. You can come as a candidate for baptism. You can come by way of Christian experience. You can come under watch care. If that's you, will you come today? Will you come? Will you come today? He's waiting on you to come. If you're seeking a church home, will you come? If you're seeking salvation to become a part of the family of God, will you come? Thank you for your patience, your prayers. I pray that you've been blessed through this worship experience on today. Amen. To our guest, to our guest, uh, we thank God for all of you. And we hope and trust that you've been blessed in worship with us today. And we want you to know that you're welcome to come and worship with us anytime that the Spirit of the Lord lays it upon your heart. Amen. All of our members say to our guests, tell them, y'all, come, come back, you hear? Amen. We mean that. We'd love to see you all here again in worship with us at Greater Union Baptist Church. We're getting ready to let you go. Is there anything else we need to? Listen, if you're going up to Blackshire, we need to load up quickly so that you'll have enough time to uh, prayerfully get something to eat. Uh, before the service gets started, okay? Uh, I got to teach some folks home first. I got the choir, 
If you're on a white van, if you're on a whole team. Uh, short van, if you're on a ten too. So folks that go on up there, y'all get on the short van first. I got to take some folks home first. Because it's quiet, you have to wait till I come back to load up. Uh, then, like I said, anybody else going, you're going to short van, that's the drive over there. The driver and his wife going to sit up front. <laughs> and uh, Ms. Watson and me, we're going to be up front too, on the white van. So after this, after this pastor relieved us, I need the folks that came in the white van, need to come on and load up so I can take our home and get back to church so we can head up the street. Amen. So everybody got that? So don't nobody get in the front seats. Amen. So don't nobody get in the front seats.